Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Portland School District podcast. We're live here in the Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio at Portland High School, and this is going to be our episode number 19, and this is going to be the first one of the new year, and with us in the studio is our uh, superintendent of schools, Dr. Charles Britton. So welcome, Charles. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, too, too, and to everybody listening. Yes, yes. This is uh, the, the calendar flipped over another page. It sure did. They, uh, they go by quicker. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So, uh, so what's new in the new year? I think we uh, we just got back to school yesterday, so I think everything is uh, uh, status quo. We're back in business, and uh, so give us the update. What's going on? Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, what's old is what's new, right? I mean, yes. Um, I think yeah. Two two years into a pandemic, certainly we were all hoping that at this point we would be at a different place, but right. Yeah, we're back. We're open. Everybody is here. Um, you know, I am I am guardedly optimistic, but you know, certainly aware that uh, we're, we're we remain in some some challenging times. And um, yes, you know, I want to spend some time with you this morning and and anybody listening to this to you know, give the lay of the land and and review some of the updates that we've received and and talk about you know our our intentions, hopes, and aspirations going forward. Yeah, yeah, I think is. Uh... Uh, like I say, uh, things are, are a fluid situation, and uh, certainly uh, not only locally but nationally. And uh, so I think everybody is just kind of uh, coping and uh, uh, calling audibles when we need to. Yes, indeed, no doubt, no doubt. So um, sometime soon, Dave, we will be doing these podcasts and not talking about COVID infection rates and quarantines and isolations and all those things. That would be good. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is not today. <laughs> no. Right? So, um, you know, we're, we're, we are still very much in the thick of this. Yeah. Um, so I did, I did get from our Chatham Health District Director the, the latest numbers, and um, they're about as bad as they've ever been in terms of number of new infections. Right. Um, they're, they're very high in, in, in Portland and Chatham Health. I think they're almost as high as they've ever been, mm-hmm. you know, since the very beginning of this. And I will say that that is very consistent with our experience in the week before we headed into uh, winter break. Yep. We had more cases, positive cases reported to the s- schools um, during that week than ever, ever before, right? We, we were very busy with contact tracing and um, communicating guidelines and recommending testing and, and doing some things. And you know, I think we heard before the winter break that, that we could expect a, a, another surge after the holidays and and it, I think we're living it right now. So yeah. um you know I, I generally speaking I, I think we have to assume that on any given day if we're around large numbers of people somebody within that group will be likely positive, right? Yes. And whether they're symptomatic and positive or asymptomatic and positive I I, I think we just have to live our lives now assuming that um the virus is here and it is very Real. Present. Yes. Yes. Omicron is omnipresent, right? So For sure. um, So with that said, you know, if, if, you know, we think back to this time last year, before vaccinations were present, um, when we were looking at these same numbers. Right. um, About the same, really. um, We were, we were remote, right? For that, that four week period of time from about Thanksgiving till about now. Yep. Yep. And the reason we were remote at that time is is because nobody was vaccinated yet, right? And 
any time there was a close contact, people were being sent home for 10 days. Yes. And, and told to isolate and monitor for symptoms. Mm -hmm. And that wiped us out yes. of administrators, faculty, staff, and students. You know, we right. were quarantining enormous numbers of, of people. And, and of course, we just did not have a, a pool of substitute bus drivers and teachers and paraprofessionals and right. secretaries and administrators to come in and help us. Right. Um, that, that's, what, that's what shut us down. It wasn't anything related to safety. It was simply a matter of staffing our building. Exactly. Right. Um, and during that four-week period of time, I and, and other administrators we worked very hard to recruit uh, substitute teachers, and, and many of our parents came forward and said they were willing to help. Mm -hmm. That got us back open. Sure. And, and allowed us to stay fully open from about January 5th or so last year right through till today. Right. I'm here again to put the plea out. Yes. That, um, if any of our parents or... or Anybody pretty much 18 and older at this point, if, yep. you're, if you're able or willing to substitute teach or volunteer, I, I would love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my email address is on the website. Please mm -hmm. give me an email or a call, and I'd love to talk to you about your ability to come in and, and help because mm -hmm. we're confronting the same thing again. Yes. Now, uh, things are, are qualitatively different now because sure. of vaccinations and changes to guidelines, but um, we, are, we are open um, our faculty, as of right now, is is pretty pretty well staffed. You know, mm -hmm. we, I have about seven uh, paraprofessionals and teachers who are out um, with with positive COVID cases. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, if the numbers stay where they are, I think you know we're, we're going to have to watch that carefully. Sure, uh, there sure. are are several districts in the state now that are closed um, for these staffing reasons. Right, right. Um, I want to stay open. You know, and and you know, but of course, uh, we need adults in the building to right, to exactly. supervise and and you know maintain a continuum of instruction during the period of absence of our our regularly assigned faculty and staff. So um, that's where we are. Yep. Um, all right. Well, let me let me kind of run down what what happened over literally New Year's Eve. Right? Yes. Yes. So, um, right at the end of our break, uh, there was alarming numbers. I think twenty percent positivity rate in the, in the state. state. Yes, I and I think it's still above twenty. Yeah, I think with twenty-one, I saw yesterday. Yeah, and, and those are just, by the way, reports of the PCR tests that people are doing at the walk-up drive-through Quest type. Yep, yep. Those aren't even the in-home ones. Exactly. Right? Um, and I think a lot of people were seeing those numbers and going, holy cow, you know, are we going to be remote again? Yeah. That, 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 those numbers are, I mean, I have the number here in front of me. At, we have in, in Portland 67.8 per 100,000 cases. If you, if you remember right at the beginning of this, 15 right. was we supposed down. to be the number where you were going to go remote. Now it's, you know, probably closer to 90 yes. per 100,000 today. But it, this is a little bit dated information, but um, they're very, very high numbers. Um, so we were told, of course, and, and it is always the, the governor that reserves the ability to um, send us into remote, yep. that 
we would be reopening in person mm-hmm. um, and that uh, we would be expected to stay open as long as we could yes. continue to staff our buildings. Yep. And that if we, we couldn't staff our buildings and had to close, that the closure should be treated as snow days, <clears throat> excuse me, not uh, any remote learning. Correct. So that's what we're intending to do is, okay. is stay open. And um, if we ever had to shut for staffing reasons, it would be short term and yep. it would be made up in June. In June, yep. And that's not always good. I hope that doesn't happen. <clears throat> because if, you know, we had some sick snow days. Yes. And snow days. Snow days. You know, we would be looking at about, you know, 10 days between the last day of school and the sure. end of June. And then from there, we'd have to consider April vacation. Yeah. Or, yep. you know, canceling professional development days and, right. you know, as much time as we could. Yep. So I'm certainly hoping that between Mother Nature's weather events, which I know we're getting one this Friday, I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. And the potential for, like what the town of Ansonia is experiencing now, which is a staffing crunch, and I know right. Hamden has had some issues this week too, that we don't go over, obviously, 15 days. Right. Because then we would be looking at being here all the way to the end of June and possibly chipping away at some of our vacation days in April. Yeah. So, you know, I've lived that before. Yeah, we and, don't want to go there if yeah, you don't have remember to. Remember, it was, I think it was 2012 with yes. the hurricane and the freak October snowstorm. Yes, we, Snowtober. Snowtober, <laughs> right. That's right. We, we were in school right until June 30th and with no April vacation, and it was very hot and people were very tired. And Yes. You know, that's Well, fortunately, I think uh, so far, uh, winter has been, been kind to us so far. So far. I mean, yeah, I mean so who far. would have thought we would have been experiencing 50-degree weather on yeah. uh, New Year's Day, you yes. know? Yeah, we, we skiers are a little disappointed, but yes, um, we'll get our runs in this year. I'm, I'm sure. sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yes. All right. So um, over the weekend um, of, of New Year's Eve, we, we got some new guidelines from the state um, Department of Public Health that were based, I believe, on, on CDC changes mm-hmm. that are, I believe, specifically designed to allow us to stay open. Mm-hmm even when large num- numbers of people are testing positive, right? The first big change was that the period of isolation, if you test positive, or quarantine, if you're unvaccinated and a close contact with somebody who tests positive, is reduced from 10 days to five days. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Right? Yes. Um, so... And if you're fully vaccinated in a close contact, you don't have to quarantine at all, right? Mm-hmm. If you're positive, you know, you would have had to isolate for 10 days. Yep. And that's a lot of time. It is. So reducing from 10 to 5 has, has certainly um, been helpful mm-hmm. in terms of um, keeping schools open. And I think that, you know, you saw even you've seen that recently in airlines, and I understand Walmart had to close a couple of times yeah. because of staffing. Sure. So, you know, again, I'm I'm not here to comment on whether um, infection periods or the science or the epidemiology of the the pandemic is a function of ten days or five days. What mm-hmm. is what is quote unquote safer, right, or right. or less likely to spread a virus? But certainly, from an ability to keep our community and our economy and our schools running. Right. Right. That reduction from 10 to five is really very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you know, I, I, I have heard from, from folks questioning the wisdom of that from a, a uh, mitigation point of view. And, and I, I, I have no comment on that. I mean, I don't, I don't right. have the ability to, or the training or the skills. I think that, you know, those are legitimate questions to ask virologists mm-hmm. or epidemiologists. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly from somebody who wants to keep folks in classrooms, yeah. Sure. It's helpful to go from 10 to 5 because that means that people can return to work quicker. Yes. All right. So um, we're open fully. That has been, um, length of time has been reduced. And then the other significant change is that um, from now forward, our nurses and our administrators are no longer doing contact tracing. Ah, yeah. That, that... (laughs) That's time consuming. Oh my goodness, Dave. So first I I have to give a shout out to our nurses and administrators, but our nurses in particular, yep. for all the work they did over the past year and a half. I just have to just describe it briefly that whenever they got a report of a positive case, they then had to look back several days yes. and do a comprehensive investigation to identify Every person in every classroom, cafeteria, bus, sports team, every school-related environment that that positive person was in touch with. Right. Communicate with every single one of those people. Right. And say, are you vaccinated? If the answer was yes, fully vaccinated, then it was monitor for symptoms you were close contact. If it was partially or unvaccinated, the directive was stay home for 10 days and, and monitor for symptoms. Right. I, I'm not exaggerating to say even a single positive case could take a nurse an entire day. Sure. Of looking at class lists and seating charts and interviews and discussions. And then, yep. of course, the calls home to the parents and mm-hmm. the upset parents who, oh my goodness, you know. Was, what am I going to do? Yeah. I mean, my daughter. I got to go to work. Quarantine several yeah. times. It's, holy cow. It was, it was exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the recognition, and it, you know, it, it, it's a reality. It, it is. Is that there are going to be so many positive cases that it is unsustainable and untenable unless we hired 15 more nurses. Right. Or an army of contact tracers right. to, to, to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So we've been told no more contact tracing. So the school will not be calling home ever again, mm-hmm. unless that changes, Yeah. to say... You're a close contact. Are you fully vaccinated? Are you partially vaccinated? Are you unvaccinated? Right. And what to do? Yeah. So that's over. Yeah. Right. Um, that that's a huge change. Yes. Right. So, you know, and that, I've shared the numbers with the community before. We had we have quarantined over the past two years, many, 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 many students. Right. Very few of whom tested positive because of sure. in-school contact, but um, hundreds and hundreds of students were sort of medically told they had to stay home, right? So that's that's the other, you know, primary change. Is that right. We're, we're not, you know, reduction from 10 to 5 days and the no longer contact tracing, I think are, are going to help us stay open and have more students in attendance regularly from here on out. How, I mean, how, how could it not? Essentially is where we are. Well, I think statistically, uh, I mean, it's proven that kids are much safer in the school environment anyway. 
right. from that standpoint as far as from the infection rates. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's one stat that's on our side. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, will, I will say, you know, I can say this as a matter of, of, of fact, not speculation, that I am aware of a, I will put the number at two or three yeah. possible in-school transmissions ever in the okay. Portland public schools. Small, small number, yeah. and hundreds and hundreds of quarantines, right? So um, it, 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 I believe it is, it is accurate to say that we continue to not see in-school transmission. Now, whether Omicron is more transmissible and can get through the masks that I'm wearing right now and you're wearing um, right, is, right. is to be determined. But for right now, we have, the evidence suggests that school is a relatively safe place to be. Yes. As opposed to a sleepover or doing yes. other things exactly. that, that, that we know have been, you know, relatively more effective at spreading a virus. So that's where we are. Now, I, I just want to add one other thing. So over the past couple of days, several parents have reached out to me and said, look, I, I, I'm not feeling school safe. And I, I, I'm would like remote learning for my children, mm-hmm. right? Um, this has been another hard message that I've, I've had to communicate. Yes. That at this time, we are not allowing remote learning. Mm-hmm. We don't have the PVLA, and we don't have remote learning for our students, except for some exceptions. Right. right. If a student is positive or required to quarantine, because of a close contact and they're partially or, or unvaccinated, right. then we do provide some synchronous access to the classroom and our teachers communicate with students. Okay. If parents um, have a documented and unusual vulnerability in their home, mm-hmm. you know, then we would allow some, mm-hmm. some synchronous access to the classroom. Um, and that synchronous access would count as the student being present in school. Okay. And then, of course, in rare cases where a planning and placement team or um, 504 team determines that um, a, a remote placement is, is the best for the student, mm-hmm. um, then we would allow it then. Right. But other reasons are not acceptable any longer. Right. A- and um, the, the big one is, of course, if parents are saying, you know, I need to keep my child home out of an abundance of caution, that's an unexcused absence. And, and we don't provide um, a remote opportunity for that student. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that that's, that's disappointing, and, and some parents fe- may feel that's not fair. Right. And, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I empathize with that. But it's, um, those, are the, those are the expectations. Those are right. The, those are the, well, the... and again, that's the, that's the ground rules that we're working under, and, and I think... Uh, Everybody has to, uh, you know, make accommodations and, and make the decisions, you know, uh, that feel they work for them. Yep. Yep. So that's that's about all I have in terms of, of updates. I did send information out to the community. We have posted it up on the website. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously been, been widely communicated in, in the press. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, the good news is we're here. Yes. Our students are here. Yeah. Our our. Our student attendance is a little higher than normal, but not terrible. Mm-hmm. Our, 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 we are fully staffed. We're running athletics and extracurricular activities, um, 
and and we're going. And yeah, speaking of uh, extracurricular and the activities, what's uh, uh, the mitigation strategies on on uh, winter sports? Yep. So the drama around winter sports was pretty significant right before the break. Okay. Um, it was the position of the CIEC and the DPH that governs athletics, mm-hmm. the CIEC, that um, for indoor athletics, with the exception of sports that would be unsafe, like wrestling. Wrestling, right. right. That um, vaccinated students wouldn't have to wear a mask during competition. Okay. Like our basketball players, if they're vaccinated, wouldn't have to wear a mask. But unvaccinated athletes would. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, that, how do I say that? <laughs> that created a little uproar. Yeah, well. Um, on two grounds. Sure. One was that, hey, wait a minute, there's a lot of COVID in the community. Is it safe for anybody to not be masked, vaccinated or unvaccinated? Correct. Was that, is that, is there a level of common sense in right, saying right. that, you know, during activity that is highly aerobic, aerobic and, oh, sorry, phone, highly aerobic and, you know, likely to spread a virus that everybody right. who's vaccinated or unvaccinated be unmasked, right? Yeah. And then the second concern, of course, was, well, d- doesn't this stigmatize your student unvaccinated students yes, yes. by, if they're the only ones wearing a mask, people would assume that they're, that they're unvaccinated. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to comment on whether stigmatizing unvaccinated people right. is an awful thing or, 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 or right, maybe. Um, right. You know, and I, I also, you know, see, ask the question: Is it good common sense to? Take a mask off at all right now. Right. Right. Whether well, I think you're vaccinated school, or unvaccinated. I think some school systems have, have done that to where everybody's masked. Yeah. You know. Right. Uh, so they because of that uproar yeah. that happened, um, the 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 CIC and DPH did change course and have now said everybody wears masks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, and I think that, you know, that that Probably was the, the right move. The prudent for the, decision, sure. Prudent Absolutely. common sense decision, mm-hmm. you know. Um, certainly addresses the stigma issue yep. and um, at least until you know we're, we're, we're on the other side of this curve it, yes it, it, it's pretty logical that indoor activity yeah keep your mask on right. well and I think on the other side too uh, from a standpoint you know we've been in this for how long almost two years now I think most students are, are used to wearing masks uh, you know so I know. totally agree Dave you know that that I just we just have to say to anybody that that has concerns about our students in wearing masks. Right. Our, our kids have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is, the concerns aren't coming from kids. No. Right. I mean, you don't see kids out. This, these with, are the rules. This unmask is... our kids' signs on their lawns or anything. Right. Our, our kids get it. Yeah. And our, our kids are wonderful. This is largely all I've found been an adult issue. Yeah. 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 But you no, know, I, I, I think that, the, 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 yes, our kids are, have, this hasn't been easy on our kids. No, but for sure. They, they are really good young people. I'm really proud of them, and I, I think we all should be. Yeah. Well, and it really hasn't been easy on everybody, anybody. Right. You know, I mean, God, we've been all, you know, dealing with this uh, as, uh, and, and again, uh, kind of changing course as we need to and, you know, calling the audibles when we need to. And yeah. as the, uh, the science changes, then we adapt. That's right. You know, that's, right. that's the, the nature of the beast, I guess. And it is a beast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and I I, would, I do want to also end on one other positive note. I think um, I would hope you would have Russ Melmond on 
And yes, he said something I thought was really interesting the other day, and and I am hopeful that he's right. Yes, that he saw Omicron as he called it a a a, a positive trinity, right? That mm-hmm. Omicron could potentially yep. travel quick, travel fast and far, and be really mild. Yes, because if it got all of us and yep. was really mild, it would push all the other nastier ones out of the way and help us build immunity for the next one that maybe isn't yes. as mild. And that's that herd immunity. That that's you're the herd about. immunity. Yeah. I think that's what he was talking about. And yeah. I'm hoping that, that that's what we're experiencing right now. Well, hopefully uh, I'm working with now, uh, I think Russ is going to be on tomorrow with Ryan because Ryan is going to be doing his oh, podcast. Good. So uh, usually Russ uh, calls in and, and chimes in and gives us the latest stats. So hopefully we can look forward to that. Right. That'd be great. Good. Well, look, it's all it's all very complicated. It's happening fast. It can be very confusing and confounding. Um, but I would just remind folks, pick up the phone, send an email to me, building principals, the nurses, uh, and, and within our capacity, we'll ex- explain things to you as, as, as best we can. That's all we can do. Yep. That's all we can do. Anyway, all right. Um, you know, Charles, thank you so much. Uh, and again, uh, this is our episode uh, 19 of our Portland School District podcast. And uh, and again, Happy New Year to everybody out there. And, uh, you know, the other thing that uh, I w- want to make mention, we had a very successful um, uh, handout of the, the, the COVID test kits uh, yeah. on Sunday. And uh, that went like clockwork. We had the uh, the CERT team up here, and a, and a lot of um, the uh, the school custodians are members of the CERT team, and they it, they did a yeoman's job, and it went like clockwork. And uh, hopefully, we'll be getting some more uh, test kits uh, and so forth. Uh, and again, after that kind of fiasco with the state, where they had them, but they didn't have them, they didn't come in, and whatever. Uh, so we we roughly, I think, uh, Sunday handed out about six hundred seventy five kits and masks, right? Uh, and masks, yes, yeah. and masks. The uh, and and just so everybody knows, if uh, the N95 masks are available at the town hall uh, in the first selectman's office, so if you want to go in and, and pick up a couple of masks, uh, feel free to do so. And uh, you know, in the meantime, uh, you know, uh, be prudent. Wear your mask. Um, make sure that uh, if you're not vaccinated, get your vaccination, get your boost, uh, and so forth. And uh, we're we're gonna get through this. We will. So again, thank you, Charles. Thank and you. again, on behalf of all of us here at the uh, Portland High School and the Portland School District, I'm your host, Dave Kosminski, and uh, this is our episode number 19. So uh, stay home, stay safe, and wear your masks. Thank you. Thanks, Dave.